0: hi everyone and welcome back to cold girls if you've listened to my past episodes you may have heard me stress time and time again that not all missing person cases make the headlines and as a result not all get equal investigation time this is why before this week's episode i want to tell you about an organization called private investigations for the missing this organization was founded by bruce maitland who, if you remember from a few episodes ago, is the father of Brianna Maitland, a 17-year-old who went missing from Vermont on March 19, 2004. In a missing persons case, the police are often overloaded with cases and newer missing persons cases take precedent to the older ones. Many families eventually turn to a private investigator who can devote all their time to working on a case. Unfortunately, good quality private investigators cost money, and not all families can afford this. We have seen how beneficial a private investigator can be in many cases. So the goal of private investigations for the missing is to raise money so that families with missing loved ones can at no cost receive the assistance of a private investigator to help them search and hopefully close the case. Private Investigations for the Missing is also associated with Crawlspace Media, comprised of Tim Pallari and Lance Reinsteiner, the excellent hosts of one of my favourite podcasts, Missing Maura Murray. If you want to donate to the GoFundMe for Private Investigations for the Missing, or learn more about the organisation, I have attached the links below. You can also find Private Investigations for the Missing on Twitter and Facebook at PI for the missing, on Instagram at investigations for the missing, or on their website at investigationsforthemissing.com. All of this will be linked in the show notes as well. And now on to this week's case. In the winter of 1976, Karen Beth Kamsch was last seen in Pasadena, Maryland. When she did not arrive at school, she was reported missing and has not been heard from since. This is Cold Girls, and this is the disappearance of Karen Kamsch. Karen was 14 years old when she disappeared from Pasadena, Maryland. Karen was an incredibly bright student and attended Brooklyn Park Senior School After skipping the sixth grade. However, Karen was having a less than easy time back home. There are reports that she may have been abused, however, no identity or nature of the abuse or abuser has ever been released. Around the time of her disappearance, Karen was living with her grandmother, Olga Kampsch, because of the problems she was having at home. In Karen's case, there doesn't seem to be an exact date of when she went missing. It is reported online that she disappeared sometime either on October 1st, 1976, January 9, 1976, or June 1st, 1976. Initially, Olga Kampsch was contacted by Karen's school, supposedly in the winter of 1976, and they told her she had been absent from class. There is also some information from Karen's Charlie Project page stating that Olga told everyone that in the winter of 1976, Karen had run away. To me, there are some huge discrepancies with the dates here, because if she went missing around October, but her absence wasn't brought to attention until winter, that's a really long time. I don't think that June 1976 was a time point in her disappearance, because according to an NBC article, June of 1976 was when she was in attendance at Brooklyn Park. So I think for the purposes of this episode, Karen's crucial timeline was October till about January. So back to Olga. She realized Karen was gone when she didn't get to school. Olga reported that Karen had left behind everything, including her winter coat. I was curious to know what the gravity of leaving behind a winter coat would be in a Maryland winter. And a quick Google search brought me to a website that stated in the winter of 76 in Maryland, it was one of the coldest yet, with some describing it as a deep freeze. So her leaving without a winter coat seemed incredibly risky. Olga and Karen's father supposedly reported Karen as a missing child in 1976. But this is when the case takes a turn. In 2007, Karen's younger brother, Tate Kamsch, got in touch with police to ask about the status of her case. When they searched, they ended up finding no record of Karen, meaning that the report was misplaced or destroyed or possibly never even reported in the first place. According to a Reddit post, the family claimed that Karen ran away, and that was it. They never spoke of it again. Olga ended up passing away in 1999, and a new missing persons report was made for Karen on May 15, 2007, with an investigation beginning, or beginning again, and surviving relatives and friends being interviewed. This blew my mind because if a file was not created, then this means that three decades of investigative work were missed. I'll get into this in more detail later on in the episode. Karen's case is believed to be a homicide since there are no records of her after 1976. And this makes sense because it is not common that a 14-year-old girl would have the means to completely restart her life. I also want to mention that the reports of Karen's abuse Came out supposedly during the new investigation in 2007, and it is said that interviews with her family and friends led police to believe that she was suffering abuse, but this claim is not set in stone. Authorities have stated that they have a person of interest in the disappearance and have described them as a close associate or family member. Olga Kamsch's property is now occupied by Karen's aunt and uncle. It was also searched much later on, and investigators found five feet of debris in a 20-foot well, but no human remains. There was also no comment made on exactly what was found in the debris. The reason that the well was searched was because cadaver dogs hit on that spot. In a vague statement, officers said they found certain things at the bottom of the well that shouldn't have been there after 30 years. In this case, there are no suspects listed online that are substantiated, so I'm going to mesh together suspects with theories later on in the episode. But for now, I want to go over some things about the case in more detail. The first and most confusing thing about this case is the date of Karen's disappearance. To me, I assume that she disappeared in the winter, because school begins in September, and if a student does not show up for a few weeks with no contact, teachers would usually get in touch with a parent or guardian. Although it is stated that she was attending Brooklyn Park in June, I still think using June as a date in her disappearance is not accurate, because a teacher wouldn't wait until the end of the school year to report a student absence. Especially because Karen was in the sixth grade, The sixth grade is not like a college class where professors generally don't know their students and don't know who's away or present. In the sixth grade, every student is known and that's because they are under the care of the teacher for the day. What also makes things difficult about Karen's case is that we don't have a set date that she disappeared, just a general time frame. The next thing I want to focus on is the actual report of Karen going missing. To play devil's advocate, it is possible that her case got misplaced with A, the age of the case, and B, the possible retiring of officers. However, it seems like there was no active investigation during 1976 or the following years, even if the case was reported. If there was a report made, detectives would speak with friends and family members. From my research, it appears that 2007 was the first time friends and family were formally interviewed. I also want to focus on her brother Tate for a moment. He seems to be pretty vocal about the case, and I do believe he also would have been questioned during the time she disappeared. So I do lean towards her case never being reported in the first place. Now I want to get into theories about the case and suspects. Beginning with what seems pretty obvious is that some people speculate Karen's father did something and Olga Kamsch protected him. If Karen was murdered by a family member, they would have to have easy access to her grandmother's house. And besides Olga, that seemed to be her father. Some people have speculated Olga played a role in it, but in that case, why would Karen run towards the abuse if she was going to live with Olga to get away from abuse? One Reddit user who claims that her mom was cousins with Karen states that some believe that Karen ran away with a boyfriend, but her family speculates that it was the father who killed her. I want to toy with the runaway theory for one second. So, if Karen had a history of running away, some speculate that she did it again, and perhaps she was a victim of foul play. This theory does not check out to me personally, because she left behind everything, which is suspicious and normally people running away at least take something. In her case, it would seem like a coat. Moving forward with the runaway theory, some believe that Karen Kamsch is the unidentified Princess Doe. Princess Doe, as she was dubbed by police, was found in the north end of Cedar Ridge Cemetery on Route 94 in Blairstown, New Jersey severely beaten to death. Descriptions of Princess Doe also resemble Karen slightly. If this is possible, perhaps Karen ran away and was hitchhiking and picked up and eventually murdered. It is possible that Karen could be a Jane Doe, considering there was no record of her missing until 2007. Here is my own personal theory about this case. I believe that a family member, possibly someone who was indeed harming Karen, did this to her. I believe it was someone who had access to her grandmother's house, or it may have even been the grandmother herself. The reason I believe it was someone close to her is because the whole situation around the filing of the missing person's report is incredibly suspicious, with only two people, Olga and Karen's father, stating that the report was filed. I do feel other family members would have been contacted for questioning had a report been filed in 1976 and an investigation started. The runaway theory is also plausible because perhaps the coat was left behind and she got into a waiting car. But still, nothing else was taken, or at least nothing was reported missing, like clothes, shoes, or personal belongings. I also wish that Olga had been questioned more or that her questioning was reported on, considering she was possibly one of the last people to see Karen. What was Karen doing that day? Did she end up leaving for school and not come back? Or was she home? Did Olga have a job or did she stay at home all day? My main question is whether or not there is a sighting of her physically leaving the house or a sighting of someone suspicious or a family member coming to the house. Unfortunately, the older a case gets, the harder it is to speak to those involved because people die or memories may fade over time and they may not be as strong as within the first few hours to weeks of the disappearance. In Karen's case, her investigation didn't start until nearly three decades later, which at that point, key individuals had passed, like Olga, and memories became foggy. Karen's case reflects the importance of those first few moments after a person goes missing and how crucial time can be in a missing person investigation. As always, if you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. Cold Girls is also now available on Spotify and a link will be provided to the show. Thanks for tuning in.